This podcast is for children only. Hi, I'm Claudia McMichael, and along with my grandsons, Chase and Hayes, I want to read you the book they wrote through Joy's eyes. Once upon a time, there was a boy named Joy who lived in the courthouse in downtown Waxahachie. Everyone knew Joy was a very special young boy because he had a superpower called Visions. He used his power to protect the people of the town. From his balcony, he could spot any mischief going on around the town square. He would see something happening in front of his face, and then it would quickly disappear. He never knew what the vision was trying to tell him until it happened the next day. One time, Joy saw two robbers making their way to the bank. He told the police the robbery would probably happen the next day. When the robbers went into the bank, they told the lady at the desk that this was a holdup and to give them all of the money. The teller looked at them with a pleasant smile on her face and said, Oh, yes, Joy told us she would be here today. Welcome to our bank. The thieves looked at each other and said at the same time, Who's Joy? While they were wondering who had ratted them out, the police clamped handcuffs on both of their wrists. Joy watched from his courthouse balcony as the police placed the two confused robbers in the car. The police looked towards the courthouse and waved to Joy and said, Thanks to you, Joy, we got our thieves and kept the bank from being robbed. Joy smiled at the policeman and said, Just doing my job, guys. Inside the police car, the robbers were still trying to figure out who Joy was. Another time, Joy had a vision of the courthouse steps being spray-painted by some local teenagers. Joy yelled down to the security guard and told him what was going to happen the next day. Sure enough, just as the sun was setting, he saw some teenagers sneaking up the courthouse steps. They pulled out spray cans and they had hidden under their jackets. Just as they popped the tops of the spray cans, the security guard turned on all of the floodlights surrounding the courthouse. They were shocked when they heard a voice from above say, If you want to paint, try taking an art class at school. This kind of painting will only get you arrested. Suddenly the guard blew his whistle and police popped up from the bushes all around the boys. The teenagers asked the guard how the boy knew they would be there and he said, Joy sees everything, even before it happens. It was Christmas time, and the town square was full of amazing decorations. There were giant elves climbing up long red and white candy canes. Beautiful angels with silver wings and glowing yellow halos looked like they were flying from the great old trees in the courtyard lawn. Thousands of brightly colored lights hung down from the trees like shimmering curtains. Everyone had worked so hard to get the town ready for the Santa Claus Parade. The next night, the 20-foot Christmas tree would light up for the first time this season. It will be a wonderful, exciting time, and no one will enjoy it as much as joy. With a smile on his face, he waved to the group of children who were on the field trip headed to the courthouse with their teachers. Every few weeks, he would offer his assistance to the teachers and explain the history of the courthouse. 
One teacher told the students that Ellis County Courthouse was built in 1897 and had been designed by a man named J. Riley Gordon. Another teacher pointed out that the turrets and spires made the courthouse look like a group of little castles. Joy called down to the teachers and said, Don't forget the story of the faces carved in stone. While the building was being planned, a committee of people decided they wanted something unique to be added to the outside of the courthouse. They sent for a famous stone sculptor from Italy. He was known for his creative designs, and they felt he would give them something so different it would set the building apart from any other courthouse in the United States. When he arrived, he needed a place to stay. He found a room he could rent, but the thing he liked best about living there was the beautiful daughter of the landlady. He fell in love with her immediately and made great plans that they would get married and she would move back to Italy with him. Unfortunately, the young woman didn't feel the same about him. It hurt him so much that when he started carving the corner blocks to the building, he made all but one of the blocks ugly. There was only one of her that showed a pretty young girl. People from all over the world travel long distances to see the famous carvings of the broken-hearted sculptor. The children looked up towards the big clock at the top of the courthouse and knew it was time to get back to class. As they were leaving, they waved goodbye to Joy and heard him say, I'll see you at the Santa Claus parade tomorrow night. As Joy turned from the balcony to go back inside, he had another vision. He saw all of the Christmas lights explode, throwing the entire downtown into darkness. Since his visions always came true the very next day, he knew this was, would mean disappointment to all of the families who had traveled to Wasahatchee to see the festively decorated floats. How would the school bands be able to march down the streets clashing their cymbals, tooting their trumpets, and rat-a-tat-tatting their drums in the dark of night? What would become of Santa's horse-drawn sleigh? Would the clip-clopping of the horse's hooves go quiet? Or would the horses be so nervous they would race down the street, shaking their heads and making neighing sounds so loudly they would scare the families on the sidewalk? Joey knew something bad was going to happen tomorrow night, but this time he didn't know how to prevent it. The next night, all of the lights were shining brightly around the town square. Everything seemed normal, so with a sigh of relief, Joy began to enjoy himself. He loved to watch the children go into the petting zoo and play with miniature, miniature goats. He waved to the children in the old-fashioned train while the engineer drove them in circles around the downtown square. The smell of cotton candy and hot dogs made his stomach growl. Suddenly, Joy noticed something different about the lawn. Weaving in and out of the crowd were huge gray rabbits. They were headed straight for the long strands of twinkling Christmas lights. Joy knew exactly what they were going to do. The rabbits were drawn by the lights to the cords and would chew through the strands, causing the bulbs to start popping one after another until all was dark. The only way he could save the lights was by having the rabbits captured. He gave out a call to everyone to grab the rabbit closest to him to them. He told them to stop the rabbits from chewing the strings of light. Luckily, most of the people who lived in the area knew exactly what Joey meant. 
It wasn't uncommon for groups of rabbits to be attracted to the Christmas lights in neighborhoods. The families would have to keep a close eye to make sure there wasn't any big gray rabbits in their yard. All of the rabbits were gathered up quickly and placed in the back of a truck. They would be taken to a nearby farm and released. The folks on the ground waved to Joy to thank him for saving the lights. He answered back by saying, The parade is about to begin. Take your families to the sidewalk and be prepared for an outstanding light show. The people began to clap for all of the performers marching down the streets. After the tiny little cars went circling around in the street and the flashy drill team high-stepped around the square, it was time for Santa Claus. Suddenly the voices of the crowd united to welcome Santa, who was making his way to the town Christmas tree. All at once the tree became ablaze with multicolored twinkling lights, signaling that Christmas season had officially begun. The mayor took the microphone and pointed towards the balcony. He said, many of you don't know that we have a very special boy who lives in the courthouse. His special power has saved our square many times from people that are not kind and mean harm to our magnificent courthouse. Joy is our protector and asks nothing in return. We are so lucky to have this young man in our community. Let's give a round of applause to Joy, our hero. The sounds of yelling and whistling were so loud the horses began prancing back and forth in the street. Finally, the crowd calmed down enough to hear Joy say, I was sent here by a boy named Hayes and his brother Chase. They asked me to always make the town square a safe place so the children and parents of the community could enjoy the beautiful courthouse. I feel honored that they chose me to accept this responsibility. Now, I see from across the street Santa Claus is ready to hear your list of what you want for Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone, and I'll see you this time next year. And just like that, with a wave of his hand, he was gone. Thanks to Chase and Hayes for all of their very creative ideas that they shared with me over the years. I hope you enjoy this book that you co-authored with me and share it with your own children and grandchildren. Keep thinking up wonderful stories with exciting characters. As Hayes has gotten older, we don't hear much about Joy anymore, and Chase no longer insists I detour by the courthouse on their way home. I'm thinking I need to publish through Joy's eyes by itself and give each boy a copy. Anyone know a good illustrator? Since I gave the boys their manuscripts, I did hire a wonderful illustrator, Burke Harbin, that not only did the cover for the other me, but is also doing the illustration for them for through Joy's eyes. The um, the boys are going to be so happy to be published. Join me next week for the epilogue of The Other Me. This is Claudia wishing you a great week.